0: Welcome back to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th in Gleason in Portland for another in the long line of OMN Coffee Shop Conversations. Hard to believe this is number 75, but it is. I'm Tom D'Antoni. Joining me today is journalist Cervante Pope. You may recognize her from the pages of Oregon Music News, which is where she got her start, in Portland. These days, she is also the editor of The Deli, a music web magazine, a full-time reporter for the Portland Observer, as well as writing for music magazines The Owl, Mixdown, and Freelancing for the Mercury and Willamette Week. How did she get there? How did she get to Portland from her native California in the first place? And a big question, what does she have to do in order to keep writing in her own special voice while keeping editors like me happy? That's something she learned a lot about at OMN. Let's meet Cervante Pope. Animals drinking coffee, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: you identify with the giraffe.
1: I'd say so. Yeah, either that or the antelope. That's what that is, right? With the horns. I don't know. I'm I'm bad (laughs) with animals. Probably the giraffe because I'm I'm hiding out. It's tall. It has a long neck, just like me. It's quiet.
0: (laughs) Are you sure giraffes are quiet?
1: In my mind, the giraffe—that okay. is me. Right. is quiet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what giraffes sound like. I've never heard of it. I don't think I've ever heard a giraffe. But well, then maybe I don't.
1: they ha- don't make sounds? No, they have
0: to make sounds. They have that whole throat. What are you talking about? They, they probably like have huge, huge voices.
1: But no one—no one knows. That's the thing. Well, somebody knows. It's we like just—we don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like if the tree falls and there's no one there—sort of a situation.
0: Well, I can't say I've ever had a conversation with a, with a giraffe, so... Um, well, until today. Hello <laughs> today.
1: Cervante the giraffe, right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So you are just really busy. Yeah. You write for everybody now, don't you? I do. Let's hear the list.
1: All right. I'll start from the top. Okay. Um, sometimes for Oregon Music News. Um, yeah, okay. Som- I used to. You used that, to. That's, that's yes. how I got my start out here. I know. Couldn't thank you enough for that. But there's that. There's the deli, which I do all by myself. Uh Then there's freelancing for both the Mercury and the Willamette Week. And then my full-time, like, day job Mm -hmm. is as a news reporter at the Portland Observer. What do you cover there? Basically everything. I'm the only reporter on staff. Wow. Yeah. So when when I'm there, I'm really hitting my boots to the ground. Anything basically in the north and northeast that involves, like, Minority issues, or I've been covering um, the housing crisis a lot, uh-huh. which has been kind of it's it's been a little bit depressing. But just community stuff, uh-huh. which is cool. And then back home in California, I do metal reviews for this magazine called Mixdown, and they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still a part-time editor for the Owl, which is up in uh, the Bay Area. And then I also sometimes will help um, this kid Travis out with noise and color, depending on if
0: So I've what is your data. weekly output of stories?
1: Mm. If I'm... If I'm being a, a, a typical writer, uh-huh. which includes procrastinating most uh-huh. of the time, uh-huh. uh, probably at least like seven to ten of varying like lengths depending. Uh-huh. Um, when it's like festival season, or if I'm going out town, ta- like out of town to cover something, it'll—I lose count of all the stuff I have to do. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah.
0: And a lot of that you get paid for.
1: Yes and no. I mean, a, a I lot know. of it, oh, nice. as far as you know, how music writing is. Of course. And it's it's out of the love of it. Yeah. <laughs> so the deli I do basically all for for free, uh-huh. and I run it. Um, but towards the end of the year, we do like these year-end polls that like, require me to go out and talk to a lot of people, which you know is, I absolutely don't like doing. Yes. So I get paid to do that, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> and then um, the newspaper pays me, so I make most of my money from the Observer, and then Willamette Week and the Mercury pay me, which is cool. But everything else, it's just because I enjoy music. But now I don't even know if I enjoy it that much anymore.
0: Ah, why is that? It's <laughs> It's the life of a music journalist.
1: It is. Yeah. It's like it's like if you have a favorite restaurant and then yeah. you end up getting a job at that favorite restaurant right. and then it's not your favorite anymore. Yeah. It's like that.
0: Oh, tell me about it.
1: Like I haven't gone to a show out of my own desire to go to a show and I don't even know how long. Wow. But Yes. I am going to see Sabbath on Tuesday. (laughs) I have not seen them yet and I figured I need to before they turn a thousand. Yes. Just need to go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, that did you ever think he would feel that way?
1: No. I I honestly never did. Surprising, isn't it? It is, because I mean, you remember when you first met me, I was yeah. like still in the service industry and writing on the side, and all I wanted to do was be a full-time writer, and I just yeah. thought that yeah. it would make me so happy and uh-huh. fulfilled, yeah. and even now that I'm doing that, I'm like, well, what's next?
0: Right, right. It didn't take you very long.
1: You don't think so? <laughs>
0: no, it took me a long time.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, but I was, I was doing it too before I moved up here. You
0: know? No, no, I took, it took you a long time to get to this point.
1: Oh, where I'm over it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh you know Marty Hughley? No. Nah, Marty Hughley great. was the as uh, is a, is a is a really really good writer and he was the uh Oregonian's music critic for a long long time. Really good. Knows the stuff, you know.
1: Before what who is it David Greenwald now? I no. Think, uh, you
0: know? I don't even I don't, there's there's, there's, there's they, nobody ma- the Oregonian doesn't matter uh, anymore. But um uh, no, uh, I forget who. Uh, uh, he was replaced by a woman who was not very good, because uh, I had to work for her. Oh. And uh <laughs> anyway, uh, I, but when he quit, I thought to myself, "Man, how could anybody give up a job like that?" And now, and now I'm going like. And, then, and at some point along along the life of Oregon Music News, I went, "Oh, I understand."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I understand. <laughs>
1: it's it's a doozy for sure.
0: But now you've got this body of work and people know who you are and you can make money at it so you're stuck.
1: Yeah I am stuck. (laughs) Well I mean as far as doing it in Portland's concerned maybe I am. I think now that I've basically exhausted my efforts with almost every publication in town besides like The Oregonian and OPB which you know isn't for me necessarily no, let's not but go there <laughs> i mean i don't know i kind of feel like it's it's time to move back to a bigger city uh-huh. where there's more going on
0: um you can just bend that actually it's, it's flexible it's pliable we're, we're talking microphone stuff here and uh the ones that we're using just there There you go
1: All right. oh got it
0: yeah that's much better right. okay. okay um so uh are you talking about Bay Area, you're talking about L.A., you're talking about New York?
1: Honestly, I was thinking New York, because like, uh-huh. I'm from California, so I've lived yes. in the Bay and in L.A., yeah. and I'm yeah. like, oh, God. I hate going back to places I've already been. Uh-huh. I don't like doing that. Uh-huh. And I've only visited New York once, and I fell in love with it. Of course. But I know once I get there, I'm going to get super over it real quick. Right. Probably.
0: Well, I, you'll discover what it's really like.
1: I mean, is it any worse than being here? Yes
0: and no. You know, I mean, you're safe here. You're in a little cocoon here.
1: I hate that. Well,
0: good. <laughs> you're supposed to hate that at your age.
1: <laughs> but then it's so strange to me that everyone else in my life that's near my age is so okay with it. Like they're so complacent.
0: Is that a generational thing? I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing a millennial on you. But isn't? Is, is, oh,
1: I mean, you totally could. I even. Yeah disagree with most millennials if yeah. i'm considered one i don't really know yeah you
0: are oh, damn it. <laughs> you'll get over it though
1: being considered a millennial yeah why they have such a bad rap and i, I understand and why only they that, do and not only
0: that you got another whole generation coming up behind you that's going to hate you even more than boomers do
1: <laughs> i mean fair that's fair but also Okay, so someone brought something up to me the other day that was just mm-hmm. so interesting. How this generation of kids, I guess, that's under me, uh-huh. they will read about 9-11 in history books, and it'll yeah. be something that yeah. happened before they were born. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I know. Like, I can't even, I can't even fathom that. Close my mind. <laughs> Honestly. Well, but you know,
0: Maybe I mean, New York. I, I was there at the dawn of rock and roll. I was there. I was a participant.
1: You were there at a better time, I imagine, than what it's like now. I don't think so. Really? No. I feel like everything was cooler no. when you were, like...
0: Absolutely not. Really? Pe- people... Oh, pe- no, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, uh, um, you know, uh, you, you'd have been stuck in a secretary job.
1: Oh, why? Because Oh, a no, woman? you couldn't have
0: even gotten a secretary job.
1: Because I'm a woman or because I'm of color?
0: Both. Well, you, you, you possibly could have gotten one because uh, 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 you 're a woman, but you know you you forget about it i mean uh for the most part you know um, but uh you know um, no it 's much better now in many ways in, in many ways it 's not but in many ways it it's, it's it, it is better you know and and i i would like to um, I, you know I, there are reasons for that and and one of the reasons is that I said, boomers don't get any credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Except the credit that we bestow it upon ourselves. Well, yeah, listen, it was really weird because you had, I didn't, it, it, it went, I, I was in, I was entering junior high school
1: mm-hmm.
0: when schools were integrated in Baltimore. And they just threw us all in together. There was no counseling, there was no, nobody said anything. They just tossed us all in together. And, and it was, it was, uh, there could have been easier ways to do that because we didn't, you know, it was interesting. It was very, very interesting. Um,
1: to see how, like, the different children interacted with yeah, one another. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um,
1: Uh, it's kind of going back to that now though in all honesty it's like I mean I don't know obviously it's it's different for me out here than it is for you and most of the people in my life you know yeah but even out here like I've been turned down for jobs because I'm of color like people well makes all sorts of stupid remarks to me and I'm just like, yo, it's two thousand and sixteen, kid. Yeah. Like why are you still talking about stuff like this? Well,
0: you know, why why does Donald Trump get forty percent of uh, of the vote?
1: <laughs> I honestly you know, yeah.
0: I mean things things have changed and then you know, but not not, not everybody.
1: No, that's oh, true. Yeah.
0: Um so uh do you, do you know who you want to write for in New York?
1: Honestly, no, I don't I, I haven't even thought that far into mm-hmm. it because Even if I decide like who I want to try and write for it's like it Doesn't mean they'll accept me and even if they do like I have to find like a place to live and probably right. a whole other job to yes. go with my writing job and right. then right. All that sort of stuff and then yeah. figuring out how to move out there since I don't drive Like when am I gonna fly all my stuff out there?
0: Yeah, well at least in New York. You don't need a car.
1: <laughs> true which is also why I wanted to yeah why I was thinking of going there uh-huh. because LA you got to drive and uh-huh. I'm so impatient uh-huh. that traffic like when I was down there I was just so <laughs> filled with road rage
0: so you lived in LA but didn't drive
1: oh I drove in LA oh, I don't drive okay. up here okay yeah okay. also drove in the Bay and that was very frustrating I'm sure well, now even out here, driving is frustrating. Like when I'm driving with people and seeing how other Portland drivers are, and how many more of them there are now since yeah. the five years ago when I moved here. I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah. my god!
0: It's been five years.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know me for five years.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> why did you Why did you show up on my doorstep, <laughs> so to speak?
1: I don't even <laughs> remember, I don't even remember how it happened. It kind of yeah. just. Kind of you happen. sent me an
0: email or something saying, I want to write, probably?
1: I imagine so, yeah. Yeah. When I first got up here, I definitely put a lot of a lot of lines out, so to speak, since I didn't have any, any connection up here. Like, I just moved here without even coming here to visit. Wow. I'd never been to Oregon before. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I just, like, one day I was, like, at work back home in Oakland. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And then two <laughs> weeks later, I was up here.
0: Did you know people here? Mm-mm. Really? You just got a, a, an apartment or something?
1: Oh, I couch surfed, <laughs> so I had to go that whole route, which huh? was not very fun because I had a cat, my cat with me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like I packed up, I threw away most of the stuff that I owned and took like, I think it was like a 70-pound bag of books and then <laughs> my cat and then like a suitcase of clothes and that's all I came up here with. No music? Pave away all my records, all wow. my CDs, my tapes.
0: You re- t- do you regret that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a big mistake.
1: Well, I mean, right. I already paid the, like, the however much money to take a 70-pound bag of books with me. <laughs> you know, and it wouldn't, I don't know. It was definitely a spur-of-the-moment decision that yeah. a 21-year-old obviously made. Yes. <laughs> and still to this day I don't necessarily know why I did it, but you know, life's adventures. <laughs> and then I ended up on your your writing doorstep. Yeah. And now yeah. we're here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It,
0: it, your stuff was a little bit rough when when I, I first encountered you. Mhm. But it was something there. There was something special there. I could, I, I could see. You know,
1: well,
0: <laughs> and uh, you know, because you've got a voice. are you able to use that voice in these other in, in these other other places or are you feel a little, little restrained
1: that's That's interesting actually whenever I start writing for a new publication, I always think back to <laughs> when I first started writing <laughs> for you and how we would yeah. we would talk about my particular writing voice, mm-hmm. but for the most part i I do have my own voice, at least when it comes to music, writing, like the deli. Since I'm the editor of, and right. I do You everything. can do
0: that with whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and I right. love,
1: I do <laughs> love that. But yes. <laughs> and then you know, kind of sometimes for a limit week in the Mercury. But it's the news writing job that I have the most issue with because uh-huh. it's such a small staff. Like I'm the only reporter, and it's like a staff of maybe five people. Yeah. Right. So, and I guess we cater to like an older. Minority crowd which is cool, and that's fine. Like I totally respect that yeah. But that's that's where issues with my voice come in or with uh-huh. things that I want to cover that my editor doesn't necessarily Agree with uh-huh. or doesn't uh-huh. think that anyone would uh-huh. enjoy reading And I'm, I don't know
0: Well, you know a little bit of discipline like that is going to end up being good for you. I think
1: Why? Well because
0: um, it It makes you look at the other side of the, uh, the other side of the story mm-hmm. you know um, luckily for me um, uh, i i i have um, th- that was something that I learned you know that uh, you know this is not I, I got i have to I have to produce what's expected, and then I always go on and do the opposite and get fired <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, that's why I've ended up this way.
1: <laughs> oh, well, okay.
0: I think if I if I had, if I had gone along uh, with uh, everything they wanted, I probably would have never been fi- or probably seldom would have been fired. Uh, probably have a nice pension, and. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You Do know? writers get pensions? Is that like a, a well? They thing? used
0: to. I mean, it, it, people at, at the Oregonian who who were there for many for 10 or 20 years, they got pensions. People at, at TV at certain TV stations, uh, they get pensions. Uh, stuff like like yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it happens anymore because the landscape has completely changed. Yeah. You know, which is which is I feel sorry for you about, but you're doing you're doing pretty good. Thank you. You're doing pretty good. I'm really happy about that.
1: Oh. yeah <laughs> well thanks I appreciate that yeah I definitely I not to be all corny or anything yeah but I don't think I would have gotten as far as I have gotten out here without guidance from you well I thank you I appreciate it yeah you.
0: Makes me feel good, even though you don't write for me anymore.
1: You see how <laughs> home my plate is. Oh my God! I wish I could. i I miss the days where I could just write for you, and then we would bow it out over my voice on something, and then we would get over it. And I'm just on the kidding. Next day. I'm
0: just kidding. Not really, but. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I mean, Krista's gone on to write for Portland. What is that? The arts, arts thing. What's the What's it called? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But you know. It's good. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> so, um, th- let's talk a little bit about the scene here in Portland. Oh boy! Because there isn't a scene; there are lots of little scenes.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? I do agree with that.
0: Yeah, uh, and even though within individual scenes, musicians are very versatile, and there may be a couple of scenes where they participate, but uh, I, I meet lots and lots of musicians who don't know somebody in a different genre, who's really wildly popular here in Portland. They've never heard of them. I mm-hmm. think that happens. A- do, you, do you find
1: that? I do find that, and I honestly kind of like it that way. Really? Yeah. Um, but I'm also the kind of person that doesn't like when everyone I know knows everyone else I know. <laughs> never been that way and I never will be that way. Why is that? I mean, the, I don't know, it just everything gets old really quickly when things are that way. Especially in this, I feel like in this music community, I won't even say in this music scene, because you're yeah. right, there, are, there yeah. are different pockets of scenes that make up this community as a whole. Yeah. But I appreciate that not really very many artists cross over. And that they have their diehard fans in their one scene, and that they can still remain sort of cherished in that scene instead of blowing up and then getting kind of old very quickly uh-huh. and becoming like old news. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't know.
0: That's, you know, I, I, but that, you know, that's becoming old news quickly is so unfair to the musicians.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean. It is it's not like fans care about that
0: well that's true that's true um I mean suppose somebody came up to you and said you know I've seen you writing a lot you know I'm, I got tired of it
1: I I'm honestly waiting for the day I'm waiting for the day that that happens because I'll be like oh okay so that means that someone's actually out there enough and reading it enough to be tired of it okay I can stop I'm done
0: um so uh Who who are your who your favorites now? I will never have never heard of them.
1: I'm kind of (laughs) gonna I'm gonna be a little silly and say I don't really have any out here. huh? All of my my friends in in the community Uh are probably gonna fault me for this, but. A lot of what's going on out here at least in the particular pocket mm-hmm. of the community that I usually yeah. am involved in kind of all sounds the same at the end of the day like the biggest pocket scene out here is like garage indie right
0: I'm so glad to hear you say that
1: <laughs> you like to hear me say that
0: no I'm glad that I'm glad I, I'm really happy to hear you say that because Why? I because I feel the same way and then I think well, I'm just old. I must be wrong.
1: No, you're definitely not. You're definitely not at all. And that's part of what makes it hard to, to be a music writer that's only based out here and that only focuses on this, on this music community out here because uh-huh. I, it all really does start to sound the same. And, I mean, I don't know. I guess if I were to mention a band that I enjoy seeing sometimes... <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's called damning with faint praise, by See, the way. I, well,
1: and I can't, even, I can't even think of one. See, one didn't even come to my head. That's I think I just ended my music reading. No, I don't think here. you
0: did. I don't think you did. Uh, I think you're being honest, and I and and uh, I appreciate. It. I mean, you know, I, I, you're you're right. You just happen you happen to be right. you not, you know. Um, I don't think it's 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 hard to be 27 and jaded (laughs) so so therefore i i take what you say with you know as truth you know because you know uh mainly because i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) um so uh huh well let's put it this way who have you seen lately that you liked (laughs) (laughs)
1: Who have I seen lately that I liked? Yeah. That's from here. see,
0: Duran Duran at Pabst.
1: See, that that was a pretty all right show, but I never really realized that all of those Duran Duran songs were Duran Duran songs. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I remember hearing them on the radio as, like, a kid and just being like, oh, that's a cool, Uh you know, stereotypical 80s song, Uh and then seeing them perform, I'm like, oh, that's... Okay, that makes sense. But Ice Cube, that performance of Project Uh, uh Pat's—oh my God, was amazing. Okay. Um, The last show that I went to of local music—it's actually been a minute. I've been trying to hide out from the scene. Oh. But Uh I did go to Portland Psych Fest, Uh and there is this one band named Zosma that was one of the most interesting performances and just musically Uh it was pretty new to me at least in a modern sense but it's uh they're a psychedelic group Uh but they use a lot of like traditional middle eastern Uh like vocals and um like scriptures as some of the lyrics Uh and it's i imagine it's what taking drugs is like like psychedelic (laughs) drugs because I've never, have never done that, but I, I imagine that's what that's like in a Jeez. musical form. So like now well, sh- I understand side music.
0: <laughs> Shoot me an MP3 and I'll tell you if, it, if that's what it's like. Okay,
1: <laughs> I will do that for sure. <laughs>
0: I've been looking, I've been looking for something to give me a flashback for decades, and I never had one. And it always disappointed might.
1: me. I feel like it might. It's kind of like. I, a doubt, I kind of. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's... So they're a hippie band. I don't want to say that, but... I'll say that. Okay. Also, <laughs> maybe we have different definitions of what a hippie is. Uh-huh. I don't see them being the kind of band that you would play hacky sack to.
0: <laughs> well, that's a narrow definition of hippie. Because if you, if you call it psychedelic,
1: mm-hmm. then it's a hippie band. But so hippies are the only people that could like psychedelic experiences. Yeah Why it,
0: it comes out of that That's the, the that, that that that's what that whole music comes out of because um, You know uh, all of those hippie bands that did the psychedelic stuff. That was all Eastern European stuff. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, not Eastern European, but um, uh, Middle Eastern kind of stuff, you know, like the Grateful Sitars Dead? and sitars and stuff. Well, two... That's a,
1: like the biggest hippie band that I... That's what I they well but they're two There are
0: two Grateful Deads. There's the Grateful Dead, uh, earl, the earlier Grateful Dead, and then when they went sort of country. You know, uh, because their earlier stuff was very, very psychedelic. Their later stuff wasn't psychedelic at all. It was country. Country rock. Like
1: that whole jam band situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: But uh, if you listen to uh, Axo Mcsoa for instance, that Grateful Dead album, th- you, you, they, they, you, you, they could be they could be 22-year-olds playing that stuff now, because uh, nothing ever goes away.
1: Or if it does, it comes right back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it's like hair, it's like hairdos, you know.
1: <laughs> well, and and clothes. And clothes. Yeah.
0: Styles never change. They do. They just they sort of. They go and they come, they come and they go. They come and they go. They mm-hmm. come and I've seen them all come back and leave and come back and leave and come back and leave.
1: True. actually, I have too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't take as long anymore.
1: <laughs> but the newer kids kind of like to think that they they've invented it. Well, you it, know, like this whole know, thing with like '90s like fashion, like with the chokers yeah, and like yeah. all that. I'm like, yeah. people were wearing that when I was yeah. in kindergarten, in 1991. Yeah. and yeah. Now, just because. Yep. you put it on instagram you think it's something right. new yeah like
0: let, please let, let me show you a pat benatar album cover oh my god all right <laughs> olivia newton john how about that uh,
1: oh my what was that xanadu i yes. was thinking about that track the other day in <laughs> that movie so strange okay
0: do you, are you are you not hung up but are you most comfortable mm-hmm. with stuff that you heard when you were a kid
1: Compared to stuff that's out now? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, things I heard as a, as a kid and things that I sort of... Things that led me into the position that I am now musically, uh-huh. I still hold very dear to me, almost more than the newer stuff that I listen to. Because, uh-huh. like, my ma, like, she was the, you know, she was a single parent. and uh-huh. mm-hmm. She listened to all the greats, like... Curtis Mayfield, yeah. uh, Al Green, obviously, yeah. like all things like that, was what I grew up on.
0: You should tell her, you should get, you should get her to listen to my radio show.
1: <laughs> She'd probably really like it. <laughs> I,
0: she would love it, wouldn't she? Go ahead.
1: <laughs> but I, uh-huh. so I grew up with stuff like that, and then yeah. I went through what I feel like is the, the typical terrible music phase that yes. most kids go through, but yeah. during when I was at that age, like, this was a time where, like, terrible pop punk was a thing. Uh-huh. Quote, unquote, pop punk. Like, uh-huh. good Charlotte and, like, <laughs> in, kind of Avril Lavigne, if you want to consider that. But when stuff like that uh-huh. comes on that's so nostalgic to me, yeah. uh-huh. it, it evokes more emotions out of me than yeah. hearing, like, a good record that right. just came out. Yeah. I don't even know the last record I've heard that I considered from start to finish to be really, really good.
0: Uh-huh. But when you hear, what, come on.
1: Just throw one Gu- out there? Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure? From, the, from when Sugar you? Sugar Ray. Okay. Love Sugar Ray. Oh my God, yeah, Sugar Ray, some, I'm not even gonna say Smash Mouth, no. But old school, in sync, like the first album. Uh-huh. We'll sing every word of that. Every single word. jeez. Oh, Backstreet Boys, too. Oh my God so something really funny that my mom actually brought don't up don't tell that
0: anybody else
1: I, you were actually you'll be the only person out here in Portland that I'm telling this to in third grade I was I was in daycare and our daycare was on our elementary school campus Yeah. and me and like four other girls decided that we wanted to do a Backstreet Boys song for our daycare talent show and we dressed up in one of the like the What do they call the counselors daycare person Uh like one of his um, he would always wear cargo shorts and Hawaiian shirts (laughs) So he let us all borrow that like different ones for each of us with like bucket hats, and I don't even I think the Backstreet Boys song we did was hey, mr DJ and there was a point in the song where we all had to do that like stone-cold Steve Austin like Suck it move, you know in front of all of these parents. And I mean, in third grade, I was what, like seven? And my mom, you know, from the South, Jehovah's Witness, oh, like geez. sitting there like watching me like, oh my God, what is, what is happening to my daughter? Like, <laughs> I need to shelter her. Oh, jeez. And, you know, shelter me, she did. Did she? Mm-hmm. I was only allowed to listen to Radio Disney after that. Oh, no. They played Spice Girls, so I was okay with that. <laughs> But yeah, that was my only station I was allowed to watch or listen to.
0: <laughs> until when?
1: And until but,
0: but you but you went over to your friends house and listen listen to that stuff, didn't oh, no. you? Oh no. I wasn't
1: really allowed to go to friends' houses. Oh no. Mm-hmm. No, Why do you think I'm so weird now?
0: I'm 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 beginning to learn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, my mom really wasn't the kind of uh, you-go-hang-out-with-your-friends-at-their-house-so-they-can-come-hang-out-with-you-here type of a person. Like, I saw them at school, and then once school was over, if I didn't have, like, an extracurricular activity, which I wasn't usually allowed to do, Uh then I would just have to go straight home.
0: But she listened to Al Green and Curtis Mayfield. I know.
1: Hypocrisy, right? (laughs) You can never tell a black woman from the South that what she's doing isn't fair.
0: Come on. <laughs> are you, do you, you you still, you know, uh, are you still good with her?
1: With my mom, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, All right. as as good as I can be. I, I, haven't seen your, yeah. I haven't seen her probably in like six or seven years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a, a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Which I feel bad about since I'm her only child, but <laughs> life happens, you know. Yeah, t-
0: tell me about it. <laughs> I had, a, I had the same problem
1: <laughs> With your parents?
0: <laughs> With my mother, yeah yeah. Just I, I, got bad, I got bad grades one time I guess it was about I might have been 12 And when I was 12 That was um, That was well, When I was 11 That was when rock and roll Just did everything It was like new and fresh And I was too young to really get it, get it, but I got it right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I got a dollar a week allowance.
1: A dollar a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, you know that was that was it, money was different then you know. And so every other week I was allowed to buy one record. And and that was a decision, a 45, a single. I was allowed to buy one every other week. And I got bad grades one, one time, and she took my records
1: away. Did you lose your mind? about you lost your mind.
0: No. Really? I, I didn't lose my mind. I played them anyway when she wasn't home, <laughs> which taught me a very, very bad lesson in life. <laughs> that I could get away with murder, although no. I haven't murdered anybody, but I've gotten away with almost everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, that may not fly nowadays. No one's getting away with anything now.
0: Really? I thought everybody was getting away with everything.
1: No. Really? No, 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 no. No, 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 At least not out here. Accountability oh. out here is like huh. entirely too much. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Can I ask you yeah. a question? What was your first record that you bought?
0: Good question. Um, I believe... Well, I'll tell you the first album I bought, okay. which was Dance Till Quarter to, Quarter to Three with Gary U.S. Bonds. Actually, it was with U.S. Bonds, which was... See, what happened was, Little Richard joined the ministry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chuck Berry went to jail. Elvis Presley went in the army. Jerry Lee Lewis tried to marry his 12-year-old, sister, uh, 12-year-old cousin, okay? So all the giants of rock and roll had fallen right Mm -hmm. and this this sound came out of Norfolk Norfolk Virginia okay and actually Bruce Springsteen says it was that it was that group of of, of musicians who saved rock and roll because all after all the giants fell all that was on the charts was pretty much um like sitcom teenage sitcom stars doing really sappy pop tunes really bad right and here comes this this tornado out of Norfolk and it was and it was this, this guy named Gary Gary was his, his name really wasn't Gary US bonds <laughs> it was the name he got but it was this 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 guy this Italian guy <laughs> from New York who had I, 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 I I'm not sure about this exactly uh, because I haven't researched it enough but he I do know he moved from New York to, to Norfolk okay after having been influenced by Calypso oh Okay. And um, I, my, my theory is that the mob chased him out because he was, he was Sicilian. Anyway, so, anyway. And, um, and he bought a record store in the hood.
1: In the hood? In the hood.
0: And all the musicians would gather there. And this was his dream in life, right? And so he, the, this, this band coalesced around it. And uh, and and this guy decided I'm going to make hit records, and he bought a, a, a recording studio, and he put the band together, and he found this guy. He found two guys. He found Jimmy Soul. It was Jimmy Soul. wasn't his name, and had a couple of calypso style soul hits. Uh, uh, with, uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. That was a hit, and it was a calypso sound. But then he followed that with this he would there was a, a church nearby his his his, his record store mm-hmm. and he would walk by you know all the time And he would just you know, this, you know the music would come out and it just killed him he just, just killed him right and so he wanted to capture that and they were the worst recordings ever made <laughs> in terms of quality however that's what that's what made them great and and it would always sound like a party people would be yelling and screaming and, and a band would be blowing and and Gary US Bonds would be singing and um, it saved rock and roll it saved it saved it and it, it was it was it was it was it wasn't it was well, it wasn't funky because it was there wasn't funky stuff mm-hmm. yet, but but for it was, it was it was rhythm and blues you know uh, old style rhythm and blues not what they call rhythm and blues now which is a whole different definition I don't know how you keep up with that you know Yeah, and you know the whole genre thing is crazy anyway, but um, so uh, you know, um, and and it it just got me. It got me. It got me right there. I mean, it just got me. And and I I saved my money and bought an album of Gary U.S. Bonds. But I I bought a lot of singles. I I might have bought. It could have been Great Balls of Fire. Could have been my first. I knew it was one of my first. Yeah, Hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis, because I'd never seen anybody act like that. I'd never seen anybody act like that, ever. I didn't know people could act like that.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, because back then, everyone was so, like, like yeah. tight-laced. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Well, you know, I mean, uh, you, you, you didn't get... Uh, there was no exposure to any, anything different, you know. Mm-hmm. There was no real... I mean, the mass media was... There were three channels and two, and, 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 and two pop music stations. You know, and that was in Baltimore, you know, which is a big city. That honestly
1: sounds so nice, like, to have everything be, like, much more simplified. Like, I feel like everyone has too many options now. Like, everything is so saturated, and there's no variety anymore.
0: But the whole genre thing, what is indie anymore? What does that mean?
1: Does it have a meaning? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, when I first heard the term indie, which was, I mean, I don't know, probably, like, middle school going into high school. Mm -hmm. It was... More like a I guess like the early two thousands version of alternative, like what alternative oh, was in the nineties. Definitely. You know, but now everything sounds like that, I guess. Or yeah I don't even know why genres even exist anymore. Because no one even really goes by them as sort of a guide anymore. Like right. people just make stuff and then they throw a whole bunch of words together and make up a new genre. And like yeah. what is the point of that?
0: Right. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you know, when when I st- when I started Oregon Music News, genres meant something. And that was eight years ago. You know, they, they, it meant something back then. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means anything now. I mean, there's you know, there's of course there's a difference between jazz, but you know, you you got you, you can lump jazz and soul and funk and blues kind of into the same category because they they you know I mean.
1: I mean, they pull from each other, Bad. but I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't um, but um, I think indie's meaningless now. <laughs> totally, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know what, what, what you know. I mean, I, I never understood what alternative went, meant. Alternative to what?
1: <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. alternative to your individual perception.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that, that never made a bit of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, and there's rock. Okay, well, there's all kinds of rock. What does that mean? That means it's meaningless. Metal's rock, indie's rock, pop is rock. What's pop?
1: I uh, have wondered what pop was. Because I used to think that pop music was just whatever was considered popular and whatever got the most airplay like on the radio or on MTV when MTV played music. Right. But now, I I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if that's what pop meant back then. Yeah,
0: pop meant to me to me pop means olivia newton john
1: <laughs> like bubblegum pop well
0: this pop is you know it's pop it's it's silly silly pop is silly pop is is is, is um um uh, slight it's not not good. it's not very good it's 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 uh <laughs> it's easy it's three chords it's you know what i mean
1: <laughs> sometimes that's kind of what what makes it good no in a guilty sort of way not to, not, not to me okay so if there you... was a, but but
0: the thing is if I go back like last night I'm driving home from the radio station and I hear this and I and I you know what I listen to because hmm. the sound system my, my car is fucked up and all I can get is, is, is AM and FM radio <laughs> um, I, I listen to kissin 95 one it's an oldie station okay um, uh, but they they, they they do a really good job, and they do a great job with soul music. I mean, they're they're. I mean, I heard Boogaloo down Broadway on there today. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> but and last night they played a really a really obscure pop tune uh, of a very dark, <laughs> a very very dark singer named Jack Scott, who was sort of the uh, if if Leonard Cohen was stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, is and, that considered pop music, though? Because I don't what? consider Leonard no, Cohen. No, 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 okay. no. I'm,
0: t- I'm saying that Leonard Cohen was stupid, you know. Okay. This, you know, but he had this really deep voice, and he always made the most depressing songs, you know. But, God, it was great to hear it. I mean, that's
1: sounds <laughs> even, though, by even
0: though it sucked, I realize it sucked. I understand empirically that it sucked, but I liked it anyway. You know?
1: But then, okay. Let me ask you then, because I've gotten into this discussion slash argument yeah. with quite a few people yeah. as far as what what makes a song or a band or an album or whatever suck.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So why, like, why did things suck to you? Like, why did that? Oh. Why did that? Oh, suck?
0: okay. First of all, you know, um, I I spent unlike most people, <laughs> I spent. Um, the 80s listening to avant-garde jazz okay okay
1: <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> I didn't that's why I am completely uh, uh, out, out, out the window when it comes to all this 80s revival I hated every one of them I fucking hated every 80s band I still hate them <laughs> I really? hate Journey. I hate oh, I hate Genesis. I hate well, Duran Duran. I, arena I hate all different. of them. No, come on. These these are 80s bands. Okay, I I I just I don't like them uh, because at the time I was listening to the the most brilliant uh, um, players on earth, right?
1: To you though, right? No,
0: no, 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 no. We can say that because if you consider jazz as the ultimate musical um, form art form, and I do. Um, especially during that time. Uh, anyway, so and we're talking about the Art Ensemble of Chicago and people like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so uh, when I hear Jack Scott, <laughs> and it's a re- and I, under- I understand that he's not really good at what he does. But there was a there was there was a point in time where it resonated with me, and I accept that. I accept that that's i understand that he sucks he's not a very good musician <laughs> he can't really sing that well you know mm-hmm. but there was some weird thing about this 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 guy that he's singing these really depressing songs in this deep voice you know <laughs> that resonated with me and i'm okay with that i mean i you know you and just as, as you're okay with liking duran duran songs which i hate <laughs>
1: I mean, okay, I don't like all of them. I like some of the hits. Doesn't okay,
0: doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's okay. I'm saying what I'm saying is it's okay. You know, love what you love. You know, you know. Uh, but um, and, and and I wouldn't expect uh, anybody to like Jack Scott.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, even the song they played that I heard last night was not a hit. It didn't make the top 10. I'm just happy some guy who's programming that station knew who Jack Scott was and pulled that song out because I haven't heard it for 50 years.
1: (laughs) It's a deep cut right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do?
1: With life? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my day. Okay. But...
0: Are you going to get another cat?
1: Oh, I don't know I don't know about that one I've thought about it or even getting a dog or even a hamster but <laughs> <laughs> how
0: about a slug you can get a pet slug they're, I, they're easy to take care of
1: <laughs> I would honestly get a slug if, if I knew it wouldn't be alive for a long time see that's uh, that's the whole thing like loving and losing like that Right. It's just really hard for me, and I can't... Well, of course it's hard. I can't, like, get back into it again. I bet
0: but if I brought a little pretty little kitten in here and put it on your lap and said, you can take this home, you might do it.
1: I mean, more than likely, yeah, 100%, but, yeah. like, that's why I'm not even tempting <laughs> myself with being around <laughs> cats that are available yeah. for loving. yeah. And, like, my partner has... What else
0: can you do with a cat?
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, I don't know. People do all sorts of weird stuff with their animals.
0: That's that's what cats are for.
1: For loving? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. My partner has two cats, so I kind of just mom. I'm the mother to them. Yeah. But it's different, you know? Right. It's like being a a step-parent instead of having your own kids. It's not the same. Right. Right. But I'm also, I'm kind of enjoying, after having my old cat for, like, almost a decade, like... Being truly, this sounds bad. Being truly free. Oh no,
0: I understand completely. You know? <laughs> totally understand. Yeah.
1: Like I don't yeah. have to come home for like three days and yeah. you know, yeah. not have to worry about feeding yeah. someone or scooping right. the box or right. Right. I don't know.
0: I know. It makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I e- think
0: except when you think about having a cat who loves you.
1: See, I do. <laughs> I do miss that that sort of bond yeah. of having something that's not. Yeah. Something that I'm not making love me, right. that loves me. Like, my yeah. partner, oh, I'm making him love me, and yeah. he, he does. But, <laughs> I don't know. Animals, like, they're so cool. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to do with life, I think. I'm seriously considering, like, for the most part, either just leaving the, the journalistic game or huh. just stopping music writing yeah. and maybe switching over to something that involves more, like, animal rights and stuff. Like, I was thinking about applying for jobs with PETA Uh or um, with, like, Veg News, like that vegan magazine down in the Bay. Yeah. Or, I don't know, just, like, switching things up. Maybe being one of those, like, undercover investigators that looks Uh for animal abuse and then, like, arrests the, you know what I mean? Uh Like, one of those people. Uh Uh I don't know if I can handle it because I'm so emotional when it comes to – Right to animals, I might lose right. my mind. Possibly. Or like snap on someone and end up like right. hurting them for a mu- like yeah. abusing an animal, right. yeah. which I feel like would be fine, but <laughs> I don't
0: know. No, I understand completely because you know I haven't written anything about music for about six months at least.
1: Is it nice? To it's like,
0: really nice. Oh my god! And I got myself a domain, and well, yeah, I, I sent you that one piece. Um, and uh, uh, I, have a, I have I've written another piece uh, which is totally about just uh, a, a, a teenage memory, a blurred memory, which is really interesting. And it was it, it was so interesting that it, it, in, in well, the story I tell is um, I, I had a job that get, it made me sick to my stomach, literally sick to my stomach. What was it? I don't even, I'm not even completely sure it was ha- having something to do with working around older rough men in a construction site which is not me right <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was raised by women and um, uh, and while I was writing it I had the same feeling of being sick to my stomach and I said well this, this must be a successful story oh boy you know <laughs> So yeah, it's it's nice to to you know because I mean I did I used to have an outlet where I uh, I wrote for Huffington all the time mm-hmm. and, and but I don't want to write I mean that's sort of Facebook has taken over you know political rants now you know
1: I, but you do that on Facebook too I see what you post oh, about yeah. like Hillary yeah. supporters and yeah. stuff yeah so are you anti-Hillary Clinton? No. Okay.
0: You're, okay. I, I'm not her biggest fan.
1: I don't think any of us are her biggest fan.
0: No, but, you know, uh, you know, I appreciate the things she's done in her life that are good. Okay? And then when you put them up against Donald Trump, she's Mother Teresa. Of course, Mother Teresa wasn't any prize either. but, Or what is it? She, is she Saint Teresa now? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I think she... Is she? I don't she keep, became a yeah, saint, right? Yeah, she became a saint, yeah. Or did she? No,
0: she did. She did.
1: Have you heard of the Mandela effect? No. Okay. I've been tripping out a lot on this lately. Uh-huh. And it's it's this theory that you're going to think I'm totally crazy, which is fine. I might also become a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> journalist. Okay. And you'll understand oh why I hear. Oh, geez. I hear them. Okay. Uh-huh. But so the Mandela effect is this theory that there are some people that are either from an alternate reality or an alternate, like an, another timeline. Uh-huh. And they have different memories than some other people. And one of the uh-huh. biggest examples of that is how very many people, including myself, remember Nelson, Nelson Mandela dying in his jail cell in the 80s, oh. even though he just passed away, I guess, in 2013. Uh-huh. But there are so many people out there that have this memory of him passing away in the 80s. And I was one of them. Also, <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, there's so many examples of this. And the other one is like, um, do you remember that book series for kids called the Bernstein Bears? No. Okay. Well, there's these children's books called the Bernstein Bears. And I read them as a kid. And I remember Bernstein Uh being spelled like the Steen part, Uh S-T-E-I-N. But apparently now it's S-T-A-I-N. And there are so many people that are like, no, that's never how it was. That must have changed. We're in a different reality. Look into this, I swear it's a thing. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing with my life. I'm going to...
0: Be a conspir- conspiracy theorist.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hillary okay. Clinton is an Illuminati lizard person. <laughs> I swear. She is. You don't that's believe good. me, but it's true.
0: You know, I used to write for a supermarket tabloid. You know that, right? This sounds like the stuff that I used to write. I just to get paid for writing that stuff.
1: Well, maybe I'll get paid for writing it now.
0: You know. But But you
1: never believed in any of it? No, I made it all up.
0: You know, I mean.
1: uh, (laughs) The Illuminati's real, though.
0: You know, people believed that that there was a grandma who turned her pet dog inside out looking for a lost lottery ticket. And they believed that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> turned it like murdered it and turned it inside out.
0: Yeah, because she lost her lottery ticket.
1: Oh, I would believe that. Of course you would. Well, I mean, and people I wrote, are beca- crazy. Beca- because
0: I'm a journalist, I wrote it like it was a news story for The Sun, the tabloid, supermarket tabloid. I wrote tons of stuff for them. And it was all very believable. Kind of. You know, like the the tribe of of indigenous people in South America who explorers, who had never seen the outside world, and explorers found them dancing around uh, a nude statue of Elvis and singing something that sounded like Viva Las Vegas.
1: That doesn't sound real. (laughs) See that, no, there's no way that that sounds real. But the thing with the lady and the dog, like, I believe that. People, (laughs) if it was a winning lottery ticket, people do anything for money. If you've
0: ever been in line uh, uh, on lottery day in in Baltimore, Maryland, believe me.
1: See, so it's a believable story, right?
0: Yes. (laughs) It's (laughs) imagination. Just imagination. Just takes a good imagination.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know
0: all right well listen thank you very much this has been really fun
1: yeah <laughs> it has been congratulations on your success oh thank you
0: very happy for you thanks and I hope you I hope you write a book you think I should absolutely
1: really sure well people are going to be tired of my writing though and they're not going to want to read a book stop it <laughs> stop it no no one will ever get tired of me right I'm so lovely right kidding
0: so stop it and <laughs> you know uh you know embrace the fact that you're a good writer oh. and you have a, and you have a distinct voice and go write a book maybe that's something you can do
1: i should do that with my life yeah See, why this not? is why you're my mentor this is why i always <laughs> listen to you
0: okay thank you very much Thank you.